2: Six nine one two one seven three, or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com
1: That's buylegacygold.com
2: All right, hang in there. Coming up in about an hour, we're going to have the voice line. Rounds one and rounds two, Friday at 520 and 550 here on the John and Ken Show. Well, we have another major lawsuit against the county. We were talking last hour about Vanessa Bryant's lawsuit against the county, the sheriff's department, over the uh, accident scene photos from the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant and his daughter and a number of other people that were headed to that basketball camp. This one against the county is the County Juvenile Probation Program. And it's a claim on behalf of 70 victims, females, who said that they were sexually abused, raped, molested, harassed at these all-girls juvenile detention facilities. The range here is from 1985 to 2019 Hmm. and a number of these camps around the county.
1: So it's uh, 35 years of uh, sexual abuse. That's great. Uh, sex assault, rape, molestation, sex harassment, uh, Camp Joseph Scott, Camp Kenyon Scudder, Camp Challenger, the Dorothy Kirby Center, the Los Padrinos Juvenile Hall, the Central Juvenile Hall, and other places as well. So you've got dozens of deputy probation officers and staff members, and you've got at least 70 of these uh, teenage girls who uh, were in these detention camps. And this has gone on for 35 years.
2: And it's I was not, right. It's, in twenty twenty, county officials approved the eventual dismantling of the county's juvenile probation system in favor of a new agency that focuses on emotional support, counseling, and treatment. In other words, they're not going to put them in these camps, I guess, to try to rehabilitate them anymore. Well, I, I knew there were there do something with this. I don't
1: think rape is part of the rehabilitation program. I it's amazing. This is not like a few bad apples. This is this is like a system-wide sickness here that's gone on for a long time. Let's get uh Morgan Steward on and he's with uh Manly Stewart and Fernaldi. Manly Stewart and uh, Welcome. How are you, Morgan? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh this this is amazing. This has been going on so long and involving so many. What when did the dam break? Because obviously the secrets were kept for a long, long time.
3: Well, you know, it's over the course of the last about year, uh we've we started investigating these cases and just saw how big of a systemic issue and for how long it's taken place. It's just astounding. Uh, but th- there's been signs all along. I mean, we've, we know of, of prosecutions that have been occurring sort of under the radar of various uh, probation officers for abuse. And the county's just. Dawn on business as usual. I mean, the L.A. Times ran a, a 2010 investigation about these crimes. It's just, at that point, you would think the county would go,
1: oh, it's time to clean up and, and, and figure this out. Well, no, they just it, continued on. It's really disgusting. So when these crimes were reported, who do who they report them to? Like, Who is the bureaucrat or the supervisor that uh, sh- should have done something immediate, immediately? Immediately. Well, I think the 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 board of
3: supervisors obviously should have done something. The county should have have cleaned this up. But you know what what we had here was not only the physical and sexual assault of these young women, but the threats that went along with it. That to cover it up and to say you got to keep your mouth shut, or you're going to end up back in here, and it's going to happen again. I mean, you'll see. You know, you see in the in the the complaints that we laid out that. Even when some of these girls got out, they were still sexually assaulted by these same people because they went after them and said, "You know we're gonna continue this and if you say anything, we're gonna put you back in there and we're gonna make sure you end up back in but, there and you're gonna just be continue to be sexually assaulted so this wow. is this is just it's manipulation <laughs>
1: but, but and threat you, but core. dozens of them. I mean, I, I, you know, every, every place can have, you know, one or two or three, but, but dozens? I mean, where, where are they getting I mean, these probation officers? How do you get hired as one? What's, what's the qualifications you need to be one?
3: I think it's the culture of, of, you know, putting, sorry, putting men watching over young girls. Yeah, why do they a, do that? In, I, I, it makes uh, absolutely no sense. And in, in, in not even, you know, over 35 years, but in the environment of a culture where girls have to shower, you know, where they're detained and where, you know, you've got underage girls who are being watched over by these middle-aged men. It, it's not going to happen across the board, but you definitely got a culture that allowed it here. And you can't ignore that that culture was going on without thinking the administration were right now, responsible but right for Right now,
1: right now we have five supervisors who are women, and I'm sure they've all you know been waving the uh, Me Too and Times Up flags about you know sexual abuse for women, and they've been presiding over and, and their predecessors decades of this. It's really disgusting. What's wrong with everybody? Well, I mean, you've got, so,
3: you know, the Times uncovered 102 allegations of misconduct between 2007 and 2010. Doesn't that, 102, does that not raise a gigantic red flag? In three years? We got a problem. Yeah, for three years. Jeez. Dude, you know, that, that's, a, that's a giant red flag that somebody should have said, this is not working and we need to, to address these. But they just went on, business as usual.
2: Yeah, and I imagine because a lot of these girls came from either no homes or bad homes, and as you said, they were intimidated into not saying anything, or they'd be right back in there again. This was uh, quite a racket for these abusers to follow up on. So what's what's the oh, county? You, you, what, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, you got little, you got girls who who are have nowhere else to go, and are in these facilities supposed to be rehabilitated and. They're being sexually assaulted because they know they can get away with it. As so you, this is the most vulnerable of society.
2: You're thinking that there might be even more victims who may come forward?
3: Oh, I, I believe there's probably going to be well over 100 victims that will come forward as a result of this.
2: Yeah, because you mentioned in your press release from your firm, AB 218, a law that took effect in January of 2020, creates a three year window in California's statute of limitations. For victims of child sex abuse, to include the alleged victims in the case, victims have to come forward before the window closes on this first of this year. So that may lead to more people claiming the abuse. It could go back decades.
1: Are these these guys going to get named publicly for what they've done?
3: Yeah, we are in the process of, of as we go through our complaint and get our filings, uh, we'll be amending to name them publicly.
1: Well, when you do that, let us know because I hate that the so many, so many bad guys um, get away with the anonymity of their crimes. We just yeah, know them.
3: Two eighteen requires some level of an anonymity man. at least at the initial stages, but we will be amending to to name and part of our complaint does name individuals.
2: Yeah, uh, this, I, this story in the times does somebody named Daniel Santana is accused of impregnating a girl. Wow. Yes. That's really sick. What? I'm just a bunch of animals. They can't they can't just live in the same room
1: or in the same facility with with young girls. they they, they have to attack them sexually. They, they can't resist. That's just amazing. All right. Hey, listen, good luck with this, and uh, come back when you've got more, right?
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me on,
1: guys.
2: Morgan Stewart. Uh, Morgan Stewart with Manly Stewart and Finaldi, and, of course, they represent and have for quite a few years now victims of sex abuse, That we had them on about the Catholic Church, about the, uh, the, 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 the doctors at UCLA and USC, and, of course, the, the gymnast doctor. And now the latest is at the probation, juvenile probation camps in L.A. County. Females apparently have been sexually assaulted for decades by an assortment of uh, workers there where they're called deputy probation officers. Government workers, your tax dollars at work. John and Ken show cafe December 30. Well, four days later, we'll tell you in a couple of new stories that were put out overnight. What may have gone wrong in the George Gascon signature verification process that seems to be what it comes down to in the recall effort apparently signatures were collected but there wasn't much vetting done <clears throat> and from some of the samples that were seen by a reporter who actually took photographs of the petitions it's it's ludicrous some people were signing off from locations well outside of LA county and they were submitted to the LA county registrar of voters as being good signatures it's Hard to believe. It's very basic stuff. It's not like you're trying to figure out, is that town in L.A. County that they signed that address? No. But they did it on purpose. People put down Kern County or Mendocino. No. Somebody uh, put They they intentionally ignored all the bad
1: signatures and just decided they wanted credit for the big number and hoped maybe a miracle would happen. Somehow they could bluff their way through it. But it was just a bad, bad job they did.
2: In a completely another part of the planet, uh, there are tensions still rising over Europe's largest nuclear power plant. And where would Europe's largest nuclear power plant be? Oh, just that luck. It's in Ukraine. And right after the war started, they took it over. The Russians did. Uh, Zaporizhia. I believe I heard this morning on the news, John, is the pronunciation Zaporizhia. Uh, Anyway. The problem right now is that it's in the middle of a back-and-forth shelling war between Russian forces and Ukrainian forces. And there are concerns that if the nuclear power plant gets hit and a fire starts, there could be one hell of a nuclear event. So some have told or asked the Russians, why don't you just set up a demilitarized zone around the plant? So, you know, both sides agree. We're not going to be firing at each other near the plant. Well, that got rejected. Putin doesn't care.
1: They are shelling the nuclear reactors. It Now, they're built to withstand a lot. They're built to withstand, uh, you know, planes crashing into them. But yes. nobody knows how much shelling they can take and what might cause a breach and a meltdown. And if that happens then much of Europe will end up with a radiation cloud overhead.
2: So here's supposedly the strategy. As I said, the Russians control the plant, although Ukrainians work there. The Ukrainians are saying what the Russians are doing, they're storing troops and weapons at the plant, they're launching strikes against Ukrainian-controlled territory, and they're using the plant as a shield, figuring that the Ukrainians would be hesitant to fire back because it is a nuclear power plant. It's actually not a bad military strategy. It's like saying, all right, go ahead. We're going to fire at you, but we're hiding in this plant here. You want to fire back at us, you may set off a nuclear disaster. that That's the claim by the Ukrainians of what the Russians are doing with this strategy. The Russians simply say the, the Ukrainians are just shelling the plant because we're in control of it,
1: and they want to get it back. You know, the Russians lie. Uh, they're like uh, defense attorneys. Um, there's a video out, and it looks—it's not confirmed yet— that the Russian military has five trucks uh, inside of what appears to be the turbo generator halls. They're just 100 feet from the nuclear reactor. And it's the clearest evidence that Russia has turned the plant into a military base.
2: Yeah, that's supposedly what they're doing, using it for storage. Now the Russians are saying they may deactivate the plant, which I guess could have an effect on the... Power supply for the country, right? If they deactivate the nuclear power plant, I they, don't know yeah, how much they, of Ukraine's power comes from there.
1: But. Yeah, they want to cut off the plant from the lines that feed power into the Ukrainian energy system, and which is also
2: a strategy because if you cut the power to Ukrainians, they're more likely to maybe have to give up.
1: They're looking for the fuel supplies for the diesel generators. The the diesel generators switch on after the power units are shut down. So if the power got shut down, you the nuclear fuel would no longer be cooled. And so they would need the, um, the diesel generators to keep the cooling systems powered uh-huh. for the spent nuclear fuel. Well, they're playing an extremely dangerous game here.
2: Yep. That's what Putin likes to do. He likes to psych you out. You'll use something as dangerous as a nuclear power plant to get you to capitulate. I think I don't that's think, very
1: possible. I don't think the Ukrainians will ever capitulate.
2: Doesn't seem like it after no. six months of this now.
1: No, they're not going to.
2: Uh, the Turkish president was there. The Turkish president is supposed to be a go-between. He has relations with Putin, hey. but he also has some relationships with Ukraine. He's also so He's supposed crazy. to be another one of these mediators. Hey, he's also nuts. Tayyip, Teva Erdogan, Erdogan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he is pretty nuts. He was almost overthrown some years ago. Remember? No, that? I mean this is the thing. We've we've got a pati- one mistake,
1: one errant shell, one mistake, and Europe could be under a radiation cloud. Oh, and, and and you've got you've got absolute lunatics who have already sacrificed tens of thousands of their own men. Yeah, it's. I, can you imagine all the, the the Russian families raise their raise their sons only to be uh, fed as fodder to have their bodies blasted open because of this uh, this uh, crazy person
2: the maniac who wants to reunite the Soviet Union yeah
1: right? they, always, they always got a they always got a really cool reason.
2: All right, we got more coming up. John
1: and Ken Show, KFI.
2: And- All right, coming up after 5 o'clock, we'll give you a rundown. A couple of stories have run in the last 24 hours, possibly explaining what went wrong with the signatures submitted for the George Gascon recall. It's the only information we're getting. We would love for the recall people to come on and explain mm. what's wrong with these stories, but we'll get into them. I There's just the asked Ray. Uh, seem as many- pictures of the petitions and the fact that a lot of the signatures that were thrown out were people who were not registered to vote. Simple.
1: This is an infuriating botch job on the part of the recall organizers, the political consultants they hired, and the vetting companies that were contracted out to. This is just terrible. They basically took everybody's money that was donated and ran and uh, didn't come through with what they promised and what could have easily been done. If they got 520,000 signatures, they could have gotten 566,000. All they had to do was be competent, and they weren't. And, uh, you know, it, uh, and 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 I just asked Ray. No, nobody from the recall committee is, uh, has phoned in all afternoon. Uh, can't imagine why. And I don't hear any denials coming, right? You'd, you'd think all Well, the, we uh, got a
2: statement from Tim Leinberger. He's been on the show. He was a spokesman for yeah. the recall. Uh, he says, it's demonstrably false and self-contradictory. Shouldn't be treated with credibility given repeated provable inaccuracies. It's kind of a generic statement he's You're talking really, about. What, specifically? I think he's like the red state story. Yeah, well, why don't you come on and we'll read the red state story. He says story? he will come on Monday, but he's out Monday? of the country right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. i heard right. that he went to
1: Italy or somewhere. Good. He can, uh, they probably have cleaner elections there. Uh, well, good. He can come on Monday and we'll read every single line of the red state story. And he can give us the proof that... Uh, uh, the red state story is uh, incorrect.
2: Yeah, she's got actual pictures of petitions <laughs> yeah. that yeah. You know, yeah. and, are and examples of what went wrong. And they're so <laughs> clearly bad <laughs> how they were submitted. First of all, there's nothing demonstrably false. You
1: missed, you, you, you missed the
2: 566,000 Yeah, we think the vetting is the problem, right? Yeah. Right. Again, this does not appear to be a signature match problem. There, it appears to be a vetting of people that are actually L.A. County registered because, voters.
1: you know what, everybody, when they screw up, everybody wants to say, oh, it's really complicated and it's hard to do. No, it is not hard to vet uh, whether a voter is registered or not because it's public record. And the public records are on, on computer databases. Right. So you just have to do a search. So it takes seconds. And it's not hard to match duplicate signatures to say, oh, wow, is that the same guy? Is that Ray Lopez uh, from Whittier? Yeah, that, that's fine. Stop it. Just say no. you screwed up. Just say you, you hired the wrong people. Just say one of the uh, political consultants uh, ran off with the money. Just say the truth. Don't give us this sob story that, well, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Dean Logan's misinterpreting the law. Now stop it. Okay? We are not idiots here. And we call out everybody. I couldn't give a rat's ass about being loyal to anybody in politics or any political party or any of this nonsense. So you're not going to get favorable treatment. We don't carry water for politicians. And we don't carry water for uh, anybody in the entire political system. You either do your job right or you don't. And we're going to find out, because we always do, sooner or later, who, who, who effed up, who was corrupt, who ran off with the money. We're going to find out. We're going to broadcast it. We're going to name names. And you, you can't hide behind uh, BS. So don't send any lawyers here with, uh, you know, just uh, 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 fog. That's They like to throw fog and mud up to confuse everybody.
2: All right, so we'll go through these stories right after the news at 5 o'clock. Be followed by the moist line. Kind of knew this was going to happen. We've been talking this week on and off about uh, the return of road diets. Seems to be there's going to be a ballot measure in L.A. for L.A. voters to vote on that they could implement road diets after they do some sort of a repaving project. Uh, We talked about just yesterday how they may be extending a road diet on Venice Boulevard on the west side. The Times ran a story today, and of course, talk about capitalizing. A couple of weeks ago, there was that terrible, horrible crash in Windsor Hills section of Los Angeles where that uh, woman, the traveling nurse, blasted through a red light at Slauson and La Brea and uh, killed five people. You remember that story? Yeah. So the Times, of course, takes that story because that's in the news. It's horribly devastating. It's catchy. Everybody knows about it now. It made national news, international news, because there's footage from the cameras in the intersection to show the deadly crash. To to make the case that, oh, that's it. Now we got to do something. People are driving too fast and too reckless. And they claim, and I have seen stats, but you have to be careful with stats, that this started with the pandemic. Back in 2020, when we had the lockdowns, there were less cars on the road for a period of time. So that the ones that were on the road said, oh, great. Now I got the road and I can do 100 miles an hour. I'm not going to deny that that's true. But what I don't want to see, and what I always see this paper advocating for, is an overreaction and what they're trying to push in this particular article is that we have to do something about the speed and the reckless driving out there. Nearly forty three thousand people died in crashes in twenty twenty one, but way that's nationwide. That's a ten and a half percent increase from the year before. This is a trend that shows no signs of, of letting up. Uh, nine thousand five hundred and sixty people died in crashes in the first three months of this year, according to preliminary data. To me it's all a setup. It's well, but, a setup for what we always talk about with this ideology get you out of your car and figure out a way to well, slow your car down to the point where you don't want to use it anymore.
1: Force, you out, two of, two force you out of your car. This is not making uh, making minor changes in the roadways. This is about forcing you out Just of your car. Just
2: because a few a-holes are driving too because
1: fast, they, we suddenly have to change everything? This is one Pete. No, because the overall idea is to uh, is to destroy modern life. Because uh, you drive a car means you probably have a house in the suburbs. You can't have the house in the suburbs. That house has a lawn. Not allowed to have a lawn. House has a swimming pool. Can't have that either. You probably have several cars in the family. Can't have those. You're supposed to uh, live in a, a city, preferably in a high rise, and you bike or walk to work down the block. And there's no grass and there's no pools and there's no cars because we, the enlightened, do not feel you should live that way because that is harming Mother Earth. And, and well, so what they do is they have you know eleven different arguments to, uh, to, to 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 beat at eleven different parts of your life, but there is one, one all encompassing theory here, and that is reverse our our modern way of living.
2: Yeah, here it's all in this one paragraph. Safety experts argue the best way to prevent more traffic deaths is to lower speed. Limits, redesign roads, and use tools like speed cameras to slow drivers down. In some states, where in New York, where officials have been grappling with pedestrian deaths, cameras have been installed. But similar efforts in the California legislature have failed. And plans to narrow streets often meet strong opposition from drivers who chafe at the notion of a road diet. Well, yeah, because it creates. Tremendous
1: traffic, and we already have enough traffic. By the way, the problem in getting around Los Angeles is not people speeding. The problem is... Yeah, people don't get anywhere. Yeah, we're, we're all going too slow. We're gridlocked, right. My, my wife tried to go uh, to a, an event in Hollywood uh, a couple of nights ago. She went from the west side, about a mile west of the 405, to Hollywood, and it took an hour and a half. Which is about the time it takes us if we go to the, uh, the Hollywood Bowl. If they have a 7:30 show, which is about the time it takes us to go to Dodger Stadium for a, a seven o'clock game, it takes about an hour and a half from the left side, if not two hours. So there is no problem with speed. It's the opposite problem. It's slow, and the thing is, they all know that's the problem. This is not breaking news that L.A. is oh, clogged with a traffic. Problem they're
2: concerned themselves with because they believe that's more likely to drive you out of your car, right? Right, right.
1: So, so what, they won't they won't cover that so, story. So the purpose is to increase traffic. This woman that they want to highlight, Nicole Linton, she was the one who was in 13 car crashes.
2: And apparently had some horrible mental health issues, right. which might include suicidal thoughts. Right.
1: So she should have been locked up in the mental institution. You put her in the mental institution, uh, then uh, she doesn't you know, kill all these people. That's sorry. That that's, would have been the solution to the problem. You got 13 car crashes. Clearly, there's something wrong with your brain chemistry, and you ought to be put away.
2: And this being the El Segundo Times, where do you find it? About two-thirds of the way the article, you find it. Here comes the race card. This Windsor Hill crash that was so horrible is, in L.A. County's, one of the affluent black enclaves. And people argue that people are cutting through our neighborhoods at high speeds. It's an equity issue, John. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Look, <laughs> first of all, this was
1: a crazy woman. <laughs> it's a crazy woman. That's 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 what it was. Who just refused to break at an intersection. <laughs> I, I I I don't even know what her color is because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who, what color. It matters that she was insane and uh, nobody did the right thing and put her away. That, that, that and that's the issue. And you you know something. I, I think I think half the uh, pedestrian deaths. Uh, for example, have to do with uh, alcohol. Either the uh, driver or the pedestrian is drunk. And you know a lot of the pedestrians get hit at night, and with all the homeless people uh, wandering around, they're they're getting picked off at night, and they're stoned, they're drunk, they're whacked on meth. That's what's going on. most, Most people drive normally. Most people drive decently.
2: That's well, right. Well, I, I, and, and I mean, they shouldn't all be punished so with stop. all of these speed cameras. Oh, that's not gonna happen. So
1: so the lady with thirteen accidents, you know anybody with thirteen accidents? Thirteen I accidents do not, she, no. no, okay. So she was an extreme outlier, and the government failed to figure out how to lock her up and keep her away from a car. I mean, they uh, you know, there should have been a government agent showing up in her driveway every day, and if she ever had a car parked in the driveway, that car
2: should have been towed we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right. Well, what we've learned from a couple of news articles about the failure of the uh, recall effort of George Gascon, the L.A. County D.A. Uh, We'll go through the stories. Two of them popped up in the last 24 hours. The more elaborate one was put on the uh, conservative website Red State by a reporter named Jennifer Van Lahr about the problems, especially with vetting. The signatures before they were turned in hmm. to the registrar voters to say, we believe that these are L.A. County registered voters. It doesn't look like that was done very well. No,
1: it, uh, it looks like it's not Dean Logan. It's not the county registrar's office. It's uh, the recall organization. Yeah.
2: So we'll talk about that. A few companies were involved and they did spend millions. And that's a shame. Uh, again, though, as I said, this was a big undertaking. Only think bigger. Or the governor's recalls. Yeah. Gray well, Davis and Newsom that required more signatures than this, but that's about <laughs> it. You when you get to political consultants and, and and vetting companies, remember,
1: they don't they're just happy to have the check. They don't care about the issue, the cause, the candidate. I understand that, they but, but, if they, but
2: if but if the effort doesn't succeed because they didn't do a good job, they're not gonna get more work. Why would, why would you jeopardize, you know, what you do for a living by doing shoddy work? I, I, I don't get it. I, <laughs> Maybe because they always get jobs from their buddies anyway. Yeah. Well, one company saying we just went out and got the signatures. It was up to the recall people to hire the proper people to vet them. Mm. So there's a difference in, you know, whose responsibility was what. We'll talk about this in the uh, five o'clock hour. Well, I know our animal lady was all over this story. I've heard it repeated several times. Just for you, too. Well, I looked it up, in case you did not. We did a story in April about somebody who shot and killed four ducks at Costa Mesa's Twinkle Park. That was in April. Costa Mesa and Fountain Valley are about six miles apart. Mm. That's what I looked up. Because the story now is that somebody went to a park in Fountain Valley and they ripped the beaks off the ducks. Did, Did you see just... the
1: photo of the uh, beakless duck? I have not. Oh. Do I want to? No. No, it's it's very sad, though. And oh, I see here. It.
2: The following media includes potentially sensitive content. Oh. We Did don't you
0: don't want see to it, see it. No, John, and I'm not going to look in the I'm not going to look at you.
2: No. Oh. But well, you, you No,
0: but it, I don't want to see that.
2: Um they were brought in with dramatic and heart-wrenching injuries. They were still alive with severed bills and suffering from starvation. They had to be euthanized. So who's doing who's doing this? There's do you think psycho- it's the same person as the Costa Mesa shootings? I got to believe that. Probably, yeah. How could there be two deranged people six miles apart in six months or four months apart? No, there's some psychotic
1: living in his mother's basement. And he, he probably watches animal torture videos, or maybe he shoots his own. Um, this guy's eventually going to, is probably going to shoot up a school or a workplace.
2: How in the case hell you, can can didn't you do that the,
1: to that cute uh, little guy?
2: The duck bill is the way that they find, uh, it's their food finding tool whether they're looking for food on land or in water. They use their distinctive bills to forage for grains, seeds, insects, small fish, and whatever else they can fit down their throats. And they manipulate that food into their mouths. And uh, isn't it one of John's favorite cartoon moments? Was oh. Daffy Duck or Donald Duck gets hit and the, and the bill goes flying around his head? Oh,
1: Daffy Duck! When Elmer Fudd shoots at bugs and Daffy Duck, oh, that's Duck, what it is, right? And he the bullet, the, the bullet hits uh, Daffy and it spins his beak all the way around to the back of his head. Yeah, it, it, it rotates around like a top. And then <laughs> I told you I watched those cartoons uh, uh, a few months ago. One night, a I few months ago, on oh. a streaming service. Yeah, oh, I, I watched them for a couple of hours. And um, I yeah, those things were
2: freaking violent. Had a couple
1: of glasses of wine and uh, Road
2: was always blowing things I was, up. I was oh,
1: Roadrunner is, is just one of the all-time best cartoons. I cannot get enough but of that. But
2: what does that say about our terrible human nature that we're five-year-old kids watching all these explosions and? But they were cartoons. The coyote going down a cliff, <laughs> holding up a sign.
1: Whoops. <laughs> That's right. He comes off the cliff, and he looks around, and then he looks down.
2: I well, like when he holds up a sign. <laughs> and, of course, the roadrunner was notorious for painting tunnels on mountains, right? Yes. <laughs> Making Coyote think he could run right
1: <laughs> Yeah, I watched so much of that when I was a little kid, and I think that's a permanent imprint on my brain. So I tend to look at everything as a cartoon. Which, uh, you know... Maybe it's
2: a good way to look at the world because most of the time it can't be taken seriously. It's so bizarre. No, it's But uh, does it feed a violent impulse in us? is what I was trying to get at. Oh, you think the cartoons caused this? Uh, No, no, no. I don't don't know what's wrong with this person. I hope it's just one person. If there's two different people doing this, man, Uh that's horrible. I hope they catch him. I guess they never caught the Costa Mesa person, right? Who shot the ducks in April? No, and I guess he went into uh, hiding for a
1: while and he's come back ripping uh, duck beaks off. Oh... All, All right. right, It's terrible.
2: Yeah. All right, what we've learned in the last twenty four hours about what went wrong with the George Gascon recall coming up next yeah.
1: No recall people calling yet, huh? It's been three hours.
2: Oh, you didn't see the email? You uh, should read it. It's long, long, long. It's from uh, one of the spokespeople Ray didn't send it to you. Uh, he told me
1: that uh, they had responded. All right, i'll I'll read it during the uh, during the news break. but Prepare you yourself. know what I want I, I want them uh, to come on the air. I think he it. is Monday. I think so. All right, Johnny Ken Show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM six forty. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio.
2: Well, that's right. The S and P is down twenty percent from the last year, and this year looks even worse.
1: Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust.
2: Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door.
1: Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173
2: or visit buylegacygold.com.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh and two Door Cinema Club. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done. Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up to at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.